It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan, a 970-97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medora as we take you up until 7 o'clock today. 6.06 on the clock and 83 degrees and mostly sunny outside in Athens, Ohio. Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting on this 19th day of June. And, uh, Joe, it was a little bit of a different story yesterday as Athens baseball had the lightning delay. Everything seemed to be going well. They pushed it to another field, Rano Fields. Uh, then over to uh, Dalton Fields, uh, but still Athens baseball tried to get the game in before that lightning delay, and just time was running out, not enough daylight, and then it started to rain even after they postponed the game. Yeah, and they were playing well up to that point. Uh, Jack Cornwell is doing a good job on the mound. They had a 2 nothing lead. Cornwell also hit a home run in the game, and right before the lightning struck, uh, Nate Trainer had an RBI base hit, so it looked like they were on their way to winning that game, but unfortunately, the lightning delay. But it's a good good thing is they're going to be able to replay that game the next time they play Jackson on July 1st. And it is a special sports fan today as we welcome in our guest, Bryce Weiler. Bryce is one of the co-founders of the Beautiful Lives Project, and it's an honor to have him on the sports fan today. Bryce, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. And Bryce, tell us a little bit about you know what the Beautiful Lives Project is. What is the goal uh, of your foundation? The Beautiful Lives Project works to enhance the lives of people of all disabilities to live their dreams in programs in sports, art, cheerleading, dance, ballet, nature, music, a whole wide range of programs across the country. We have chapter presidents who set up these events and programs all across the country in Dallas, Raleigh, North Carolina, San Diego, California, Hartford, Connecticut, Detroit, Michigan. We do not have any chapter presidents in uh, in your state of Ohio. While I was looking for new chapter presidents to help make the dreams of people of all disabilities come true in large cities or small towns, and people can go to our website, which is beautifullives.org, to look at a whole plethora of videos and pictures from our past events all across the country. Yeah, and it, the foundation was never uh, not always called the Beautiful Lives Project. It was something you started uh, called the Field of Dreams. So how did you kind of get involved you know, with, with starting all of this? The Field of Dreams program is actually a part of, of the nonprofit, and that is what we call our programs where people of all disabilities can play on the field with sports teams, with baseball teams, basketball teams, football teams, softball teams, as well as soccer teams. I started and was fortunate enough to have this opportunity to be the co-founder by contacting the owner of the New Britain Bees baseball team, Anthony Icavone. Anthony gave me the opportunity to be the co-founder along with uh, himself, and we have worked to enhance the lives of people of all disabilities across the country. And something that you know, not a whole lot of people, uh, at least here in, in Southeast Ohio, know is that you are, you are blind. You were born uh, four months prematurely. Uh, you have you're a little bit blind, but you're still a sports broadcaster. Talk a little bit about that. I've commentated games before on the radio as a blind radio uh, broadcaster over 150 games by studying the style of the play-by-play broadcaster, researching facts on the players and coaches, speaking to each team's coach before the game, 
listening to the other team's previous couple of games so I can learn the tendencies of the players and coaches as well. So, Bryce, I think it's clear, uh, just reading up on you, that sports has always been a passion uh, for you growing up. So when did you kind of decide that, you know, sports broadcasting was the, uh, the kind of the career you wanted to, pr- wanted to pursue? I never really thought I would find a job in sports broadcasting, and I still realize that to this day. It's something that the media has always thought I could easily find a job in, but most jobs go to people who can see, who do play-by-play, and the second broadcast role on a radio broadcast is, is normally filled by someone who's a former player or coach. So I, I started commentating to give back to the people who've helped me learn about sports when I was younger, listening to the St. Louis Cardinals broadcasters and listening to the Fighting Illini with Brian Barnhart and Don Fisher with the Indiana Hoosiers. That's why I started commentating games, and it's taught me how to be a better public speaker when I go speak to groups and schools and companies about my life and overcoming obstacles and challenges. It's taught me the value of properly placing words in a conversation and really understanding that everything a person says has weight and has value, and you have to consider things before you speak. That's a great message that uh, that you are spreading, and uh, you know, going throughout, you know, what was it like, you know, growing up uh, you know, blind and you know, going through high school and going through college uh, and, and kind of setting out on your own career path? It never really bothered me growing up blind because I always knew that I could not see being born blind. I never knew what it was like to see colors or see anything such as that, so it's never been anything different for me. When I was in high school, I went to a special school for the blind where I learned how to cross streets with six to eight lanes of traffic. I learned how to cook. I learned how to use or better use a screen reading program called JAWS on my laptop, which stands for Job Access with Speech. When I was in college, uh, the former uh, Aces head men's basketball coach, Marty Simmons, gave me the opportunity to sit on his men's basketball bench, which changed my life and gave me an opportunity to be around uh, college basketball and sports. I also had many students who helped me out whenever I was in college with getting my food in the cafeteria or taking me to the uh, practice gym and shooting free throws with me, and that really changed my life. And people don't have to have a, a fancy job title or be really famous to impact someone's life because those students are just as influential to me as the people in sports and other individuals who have given me opportunities to live my dreams throughout my life. So Bryce, what are kind of some of the specific events that uh, you've put on uh, with the Beautiful Lives Project? We've done programs in the past where people of all disabilities can play on the court with the Windy City Bulls team. They have played on the field with some of the best AAU softball players before an event hosted by Triple Crown Sports in coming Georgia. We've done events where people of all disabilities can perform with the University of Northern Iowa dance team, the Eastern Kentucky dance team, the East Carolina cheerleading team. We've done quilting events where people of all disabilities can learn how to quilt. That was in Raleigh, North Carolina, put on by the executive director of the Beautiful Lives Project, Charlie Brignac. We've done arts and crafts events where people with disabilities can be able to experience arts and crafts and painting and just a whole wide range of events and and programs to help people learn how to be healthy, as healthy as they possibly can be, depending on the disabilities and and different challenges that each person faces throughout their life, and also giving them the opportunity to 
live their dreams and participate in things they never thought they would be able to due to restrictions or barriers or stereotypes that may have been standing in their way. And how difficult is it, you know, especially during these times when, when we're living in the, the pandemic and COVID-19, you know, how has that impacted what you do at the Beautiful Lives Project? It's impacted it in some ways, but we've shifted to doing different things. So while we cannot set up events and programs right now for the most part, I've been contacting new hosts for events all across the country to do programs in our five categories. I've been finding new groups to participate with these individuals once. It is safe to do programs in various cities and states across the country. So it's just a mindset and a shifting of how we do things because I don't think that it is proper to say, oh, nothing can be done because events cannot be hosted and people cannot be going out various places due to the guidelines put in place by the CDC and the government. People could use that as an excuse to do nothing in their life or to say what I'm doing is, is different and is so hard now and that's why I'm not being very productive. Or one could say, well, I cannot do things in the same way as I was previously doing, but I'm going to try and do this or switch in a different way to still be as productive as possible. So, Bryce, I noticed you did some work with uh, the New Britain Bees, which is a uh, summer collegiate baseball team, right? I did commentating games, yes, with the New Britain Bees in the past from 2017 through 2019, and that was the first place where we did the Field of Dreams program, giving people with all disabilities the opportunity to play on the field with the New Britain Beans players and coaches. Nice. Well, me and Connor, uh, who we're talking to you, I mean, we've called summer collegiate baseball as well, so we know about the grind of it all. So just uh, kind of what was your experience uh, commentating games for them? I've commentated over 150 games in my life, so... Ever since about 2015 or 2016, it hasn't really been that challenging for me because there's only so much I can understand, know, and realize when I am being the second broadcaster on a broadcast, not being able to to see the game. For example, I can speak to the play-by-play broadcaster during a half-inning break and say if the player is... is is uh, leaning back on their back foot or not properly setting themselves to make the throw to short or first base if they're throwing from third or throwing over to the shortstop who might be covering second. Could you mention that so I could speak about how it's important to set yourself or to not double clutch when you make a throw? But I think commentating the game being blind is different because there's only – so many things that I can learn how to commentate and how to talk about because there, there's a lot of it that I can't see. So a lot of you know your work, it seems like uh, you have to prepare even more so than the play-by-play broadcaster because you have to you know, learn about each player and learn about the tendencies. Uh, is that a, a fair statement kind of to make? I'm researching each player and coach, but most important to me, I'm researching and I'm studying the style of the play-by-play broadcaster I'm commentating with because he or she is the true star of the radio broadcast. I'm trying to make them sound as fantastic as they can be. For example, if the broadcaster who I'm commentating with does not like to tell a lot of stories on players and coaches, I will do that. 
if the broadcaster I'm commentating with talks a lot, I will talk less than I normally do because it's important for fans to be able to hear the sounds of the game, the buzzer going off, the sound of the ball hitting the catcher's glove or the bat. And if the play-by-play broadcaster does not track many stats, I will track stats such as first pitches, the start off account of a strike or in basketball, how many consecutive times a player has made two straight free throws when they went to the foul line or how many times players from a certain team missed the first of two free throws, things such as that. So definitely studying the players and coaches. So the broadcast sounds fantastic, but the most important thing for me to study is the play-by-play broadcaster. Yeah, it seems like your attention to detail, you know, you're, you're really all there on that. I, I saw in your Twitter bio you're the uh, disability consultant for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, just kind of give us a description of what that position entails. I have had the disability consultant role with Baltimore since June of 2016, and I've helped uh, Baltimore become the first team in sports to wear Braille on their jerseys to honor people who are blind and to show the importance of people who are blind to learn how to read Braille That was an event that the Orioles had in September 2018 where they wore Braille on their jerseys, their names and numbers and things such as that were spelled out in Braille on the jerseys. I've also ensured that both the Orioles' home stadium of Camden Yards and their spring training stadium of Ed Smith Stadium are accessible for fans of all disabilities. And last year, before two Orioles home games in September 2019, we gave fans with all disabilities the opportunity to play on the field with the Orioles players and coaches on the very soft, plush, wonderful grass of the field at Camden Yards. And again, we're talking to Bryce Weiler. Uh, Bryce is the co-founder of the Beautiful Lives Project. It's always uh, great to have him on the airwaves and heard through a mutual connection uh, through Russ Eisenstein. Uh, What's your relationship with Russ, and how did you get connected with him? I've met... Russ, in 2014, December 2014, when the Ohio Bobcats were playing the Evansville Purple Aces at the Ford Center, I was good friends with the Ohio coach at the time, Saul Phillips, and I spoke to uh, Coach Phillips about my life and met him. And uh, Russ was a, a prime broadcasting student at Southern Illinois University for my friend Mike Reese, who is the longtime radio broadcaster for, for their football and men's basketball Knowing Mike, we'd always visit before Evansville games when I'd be out on the court shooting free throws. And the former Southern Illinois coach, Barry Henson, was a good friend of mine, a very hysterical, funny man who enjoyed life and enjoyed college basketball. And this is still a good friend of mine. And Mike told me about Russ, and I visited with Russ, and I've talked to him every so often. And I listen to the Ohio games. He commentates on the TuneIn Radio app. Really enjoy Russ's commentary. And Bobcat fans are so fortunate to have had Russ for over a decade now commentating Ohio athletics. Yeah, it's it's uh, truly great to have you know Russ Eisenstein as the voice of the Bobcats. Always enjoy you know hearing his style. Uh, I believe he says infotainment, right? He, he really does a great job really telling the lives of the players and coaches and intermingling stats in there and really keeping his, his radio broadcast interesting so that any fan can enjoy it, no matter if they've been a longtime fan or a, a recent fan to come upon whatever sport they might be listening to on the radio. And since you've broadcasted you know, 150 plus uh, broadcasts so far in your career, uh, do you have a, a favorite play-by-play that you enjoy really working with, or is there anybody who kind of sticks out uh, as a mentor towards you? 
When I was in college at Evansville, Tom Benson was the one who taught me how to commentate games on the radio as a blind sports broadcaster, and we commentated many Evansville soccer matches together, men's soccer, women's soccer. We also did Evansville softball together, and I really enjoyed my friendship with Tom Benson, and I'm really grateful he gave me that opportunity to commentate games on the radio as a blind broadcaster, and when people did not want to commentate with me because they did not think that I could do it since I could not see. Tom would always stand up for me and tell them that I could do it. He always had my back, and he's really been a good friend for almost 10 years now. And you know, speaking about you know, the, the, uh, you know, the Beautiful Lives Project, uh, circling back, uh, I guess originally from what I, I was reading up on the bio, it originally was you know, for sports and for athletes, but has since... You know, transformed now into the five programs. You know, the uh, athletics, performing arts, visual arts, nature, and wellness. You know, what kind of how how did that grow? Kind of the the field of dreams, and now grow into the the beautiful lives project. We had started just doing the field of dreams program as the main focus, but we decided that that was not very fair to just focus on people whose dreams were solely to experience sports. So we wanted to help people of all disabilities to live their dreams in as many categories as we could all across the country because everyone is different and special in their own ways just like everyone's dreams are different and special in their own ways and everyone should have the opportunity to live their dreams be able to break down barriers and eradicate stereotypes uh, and you know, people can go online and, and learn more about the beautiful lives project at beautifullives.com uh, and when you go there, you get to see a, a unique logo, right? And the, the logo has you know, five different colors. It has the, the lines, um, you know, and it kind of breaks down the, the story about that. But uh, since we have, you know, what, you know, how did the, the making of this logo uh, come into place? The logo with the hands and the five fingers represents our, our five categories and how these Five categories can come together to help make people's dreams come true. Every category is important, and every category has a value. So that is how the, the story of the logo happened, because we thought five fingers on a hand, helping hands are always very important at our events and programs, whether it's event volunteers, event hosts, event sponsors and individuals participating in the events those are all very important our our website by the way is actually beautifullives.org not beautifullives.com we are we are not a company we are a nonprofit and nonprofits are .org so beautifullives.org and any of your listeners can email me or call me or text me if they'd like to learn more about my life overcoming obstacles and challenges or about the nonprofit or anything else we've discussed so far and, and we'll discuss here in the next uh, a bit of time my email is bryce at beautifullives.org b r y c e at beautifullives.org my phone number is 812 8995673 and I, I had the website in front of me and for some reason I said dot com it's okay. it's dot org it's okay. <laughs> um, but you know it I'm really impressed with, with what the work that, that you've been doing there you know because you have personal experience you know I, I grew up uh, over in New Jersey and one of my uh, wrestling coaches has cerebral palsy uh, so he was not able to wrestle, but he knew a lot about wrestling. Uh, and you know, he was with the team, I think now it's got to be around 20-plus years. 
but you know with the disability uh his brother wrestled but he wasn't uh, able to wrestle so he was still able to be a part of the wrestling program uh just you know, not uh, as um uh, as a, a wrestler with the program uh so this you know definitely hits home to me too because you know, he's a, a good friend and uh, a program like this would affect him uh am i right Yes, it would, and, and I think just as, as your friend got to experience that and just how I got to experience sitting on Evansville's basketball bench, thanks to Marty Simmons, more coaches should give individuals of all disabilities, whether they're in wheelchairs or having autism or blindness or deaf, the opportunity to be a part of their sports teams, whether it's wrestling, as you mentioned, with your friend or college basketball teams, college football teams, college baseball, college softball, college soccer, college volleyball, even in the professional teams, and some teams do, but why can't every team? I'm sure every team has one, two, maybe even three fans out there who'd want to experience these types of programs and experience these life-altering and dream-making days. I, I can remember when I'd go to Evansville's basketball games, I would count down the days until the next home game, and I would enjoy being on the basketball court so much because I could put down my cane and just go shoot free throws before the game and walk around the court and dribble the ball and throw passes with the players and coaches and student managers. And it was really a dream of mine that I never thought that I'd be able to have the opportunity to participate in. And, and Marty Simmons and, and the other coaches that have given me that opportunity, I was so thankful for that. Uh, and you know, what, you know, with your work with the Beautiful Lives Project, you know, does a, a certain memory stick out to you? Like this is the best thing uh, that we've done this far, or what? What has been your favorite memory uh, to this point with your work with Beautiful Lives Project? My favorite memory is every time we have an event, because one event should not stand out over another. Because every event helps people's dreams to come true, and that is why myself and the Beautiful Lives Project staff members strive seven days a week to make dreams come true and to make smiles happen. We're always trying to find people to help us through investing in smiles. And last year we served over 3,000 people and helped them to live their dreams. And I think that's important. Every person is important. Every story is important. And it's not fair to, to segment one story over another. Bryce, I want to kind of circle back to your uh, position with the Orioles for a second. Um, is this a position as a disability consultant that a lot of MLB teams have nowadays, or are the Orioles kind of ahead of the curve with all that? Most Major League Baseball teams do not have this type of a role. There are a few Major League Baseball teams who do in the 4-5 to five range. I've tried to convince all the teams to have this type of role, but most of them do not want to because uh, Rob Manfred, who's a friend of mine, who's the commissioner of Major League Baseball, he does not set very high or tough standards for what teams have to do to accommodate fans of all disabilities. So the programs and how accessible stadiums are can range so much from team to team. I have studied all this in the MLB, NBA, NFL, and Major League Soccer and have various spreadsheets on what, what teams have wanted to do, the programs they have in place, how they've responded when I've tried to convince them to do more programs. So. I'm very excited whenever teams get new management or, or new coaches or managers because you need people in the top 10 to 15 staff members on a team to want to do these programs. They have to be people at the top of the organizational structure in the same way as I work with companies to hire individuals of all disabilities. 
and to work to make websites of companies more accessible. You have to have people in the top 10 to 15 range of the staff members on a company list, CEO and people such as that, who want to do these programs, otherwise they're not going to be accomplished and achieved. Now, do you think it would be beneficial for, like, these major sports leagues to have an overarching branch, right, like in the Players Association or something like that, in the league offices that have disability consultants that kind of spread league-wide? It definitely would be, but it's hard to convince leagues to to do that because, unfortunately, leagues are are so driven about their ticket sales that they might make things more accessible if they thought it could sell thousands more tickets but unfortunately the the numbers of people of all disabilities across the country are are not necessarily high and spread that out over 50 states it isn't necessarily so much of a large number so that so the teams do not see it as, as a necessary value because they don't see many more tickets being sold through making these changes and and working to accommodate people of all disabilities, not just picking two or three groups and doing everything for those two or three groups. But I try to phrase it to the teams as, what if this was your son or daughter who came to a game who was blind and they could not read what there was to eat and drink at the food stands? You should have your food menus in Braille. Or what if your son or daughter couldn't deal with, with loud noises? You should have a suite or some type of a room where the game can, can still be seen or there is a a sliding glass patio door so that people could crack that door open five inches or a quarter of the way or a third of the way so they could get some of the noise and some of the sounds or the fresh air and and whatever works to suit their needs. Now you mentioned uh, some events you did in the past in Baltimore like the uh, uh, Orioles wearing Braille on their jerseys and you know having people with disabilities play on the field and things like that. Did you have anything planned in Baltimore or Sarasota, which is where they play their spring training, uh, set up for this season upcoming if we get to play? We have some events planned, but since I'm not sure when those are going to take place, I do not want to speak about those. I can tell you that in the future we hope to do more programs where fans of all disabilities can play on the field at Camden Yards again and for the first time at the Oriole Spring Training Complex in Sarasota. We'll see whenever those happen and are safe to be done, even if there is no home games at a certain venue, they may still be able to have those events and programs, or they may have to be put on put on hold until next season or whenever it's safe again. Again, the, the website to find out the project, www.beautifullives.org. Uh, speaking with Bryce Weiler, uh, National Events Facilitator, co-founder of the Beautiful Lives Project. And Bryce, before we let you go, uh, how do people get involved with the Beautiful Lives Project? How do we start a chapter here in the state of Ohio? People should contact me or contact any of our other staff members. Uh, they, they can find all of our staff members under the Who We Are tab at BeautifulLives.org. We can train them how to do fundraising. We can work with them to learn how to get sponsors to set up their uh, or to sponsor their events, how to help them find hosts to host events in their five categories. They might even know some hosts in our five categories who may want to do a cheerleading event or a dance event or whatever the case might be, uh, arts and crafts event. We can help them find individuals to participate in the events. I actually have a document that I share with every chapter president of how to search things on Google, what to type in, how to set up media to cover the events, common formats for 
contacting media members and things such as that. So we can we can train them to do everything as long as they're willing and excited to learn and excited to help people with disabilities to live their dreams. That is what we want and what we hope for. And your your listeners can also email me at Bryce at BeautifulLives.org, B-R-Y-C-E at BeautifulLives.org. Well, Bryce, I'm from Baltimore and an Orioles fan, lifelong, actually wearing an Orioles hat at the moment. So I, I think it's fantastic, all the work you've been able to do at Camden Yards. Just fantastic. I'm so glad the Orioles have a position for you so you can be able to do the work. And I just think you're inspirational. I think uh, your foundation does great work. And uh, I thought it was a real great having you on here to talk to us today and really get your message out there. All the work that I've been able to do, I'm, I'm so thankful for the Orioles staff to give me that opportunity and just knowing how some of these other teams act towards improving the programs that they have or, or doing things for people of all disabilities. Orioles fans should be so thankful that they are a fan of that team and not of other teams throughout Major League Baseball or sports. So I'm really thankful to their entire staff, as well as Anthony Icavone, the owner of the New Britain Bees, and our executive director, Charlie Brignac for helping me to help people of all disabilities to live their dreams every day when we have an event with the Beautiful Lives Project. Uh, Bryce, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Fan here in Athens, Ohio. Thank you so much. Talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Again, that's Bryce Weiler with the Beautiful Lives Project. You can search him again on his email, bryce at beautifullives.org, or you can search the Beautiful Lives Project on www.beautifullives.org. A great message, and always great to have uh, Bryce a part of the program, and thankful for Russ to uh, to connect us with him to be able to spread this message out here in Southeast Ohio. We're going to take a short break on the sports fan on the other side, take a look at what's coming up uh, during the weekend, and uh, you know, take a look at sports as the sports world is what it is right now. You're listening to the sports fan at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Mark Porter Autoplex in Athens is having a spring cleaning sale to clean up our inventory. Here at 750 East State Street, we have available over 400 used vehicles for you to buy. With our AAA-approved service center and body shop, you'll know you will be treated like royalty. And we have all kinds of vehicles, trucks, SUVs, and cars. So if you want a Toyota, Honda, GMC, Ford, Chevy, Kia, etc., we have it. Shop MarkPorterAuto.com 24 hours a day. Located at 750 East State Street in Athens, Ohio. Introducing the new Budweiser Nitro Gold. A lager brewed with nitro for a silky smooth finish. As smooth as my voice. So smooth, you'll enjoy hearing me read the legal disclaimer. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Lager. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. All rights reserved. Kind of like new Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold. Available now. Mm, that's right. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. 
It's a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike along with Joey Medor taking you up until 7 o'clock today. Sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. And, of course, for the first half of the show, we have Bryce Weiler, the co-founder of the Beautiful Lives Project. Uh, yeah, thankful for us to, for connecting us. And you know, when we have a, a platform to spread a message like that, uh, we, should, uh, we should spread that message, especially for people who, who can't do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a great foundation they have set up. They, uh, as you said, talk about making dreams come true for people who may, you know, feel like they don't really have uh, their chance in sports growing up. But uh, it sounds like that foundation does a great job doing it. And I couldn't believe, you know, I, I knew some of the stuff going on as an Orioles fan, the stuff with the Braille on the jerseys and having the, uh, the people with disabilities play on the field. But I didn't, I never knew who the guy behind it was. And now you know, uh, <laughs> Bryce Weiler. Uh, yeah, and it seems like you know I was always interested in finding out you know how does he call these games because you know, he is blind, uh, and he talked about being blind and uh, it's really all the preparation that goes into it and listening to previous broadcasts and trying to find uh, you know the the right uh, broadcaster to broadcast with and and uh, and working with them pretty well. Yeah, the it, stories behind it was everybody. definitely interesting to see how he f- like how the play by play guy has to set everything up so that he's able to, uh, you know, properly do his color job. It's very interesting. The attention to detail that he that he was talking about, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible how he's able to do that. And our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. And again, if you're interested in reaching out or being a part of the Beautiful Lives Project, uh, you can email Bryce at B-R-Y-C-E at BeautifulLives.org or www.BeautifulLives.org to learn more about what he does and what the program is. Uh, we started the sports fan talking a little bit about Athens baseball and how the game yesterday against Jackson Legion uh, 81 was suspended because of the lightning delay. Uh, yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, after the fourth field we were supposed to play on, finally right. settled in on one. From Jackson to Beaver Eastern High School to uh, Rano Field, all the way to Dalton Field. Uh, but... They Ralph found a home, Field. Ralph, Ralph Dalton Fields, and they had to cut the grass in the beginning. They did a nice job getting the field ready. Uh, yeah, but the weather didn't even was take just, infield, outfield. Yeah. This one right out there and played. And they played uh, pretty well up until the bottom of the fourth inning uh, when, when the lightning strike was delayed. And, of course, Cornwell got the job done on the mound. He was getting the job done at the plate. Uh, had that solo home run as a second batter in the uh, bottom of the first inning, and he had a shot. Uh, so it's good to see Cornwell's bat coming around and, and getting the home run and uh, of course we always knew what he can do on the mount. Yeah, well, he had a one ERA going into yesterday's game and eight innings pitched and then f- shut out through four more. I, he's, just, he's just so dominant but, and besides that one home run that he gave up at Lancaster, I don't think I can recall any other really hard hit balls against him this summer. Now they put the ball in play and the defense has to make plays behind him but no one ever really squares up a Jack Cornwell pitch. He's just got, he's got he has a good sharp curveball throws a nice change up we always talk about we talked about how he changes his arm angles on some of his off-speed pitch that can probably probably mess it with the batter. I mean, if a guy's throwing over the top and all of a sudden he comes from underneath, it's probably probably throw off your vision. And yeah, I mean, he's just he's just been incredible to start out. Right, and it's always important to have that lefty pitcher too because you know, a lot of people there's a lot more righties out on the mound than, than you see lefties. But if you have a quality lefty pitcher, uh, you know you definitely do. Uh, better against lefty batters. You know, that, that's statistically proven. So uh, for Cornwell to come out there, do what he does, do what he does at the plate, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good game until the bottom of the fourth again. And Nate Trainer with the RBI single to bring home, was it Cornwell? 
I forget who who was on third base. I believe it was Cornwell. He drew a walk. Yeah. And, uh, trainer brought him around. Yep. Yeah, that was a laser, by the way. Trainer, not missing a beat from la- from last summer. I believe he came into yesterday's game hitting 545. Had one, one for one with a single and a walk. So it's only going to keep increasing. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they can swing the sticks, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hard. I mean, the only time we saw them struggle, we didn't see the second game against Lancaster where they lost. But the only time we saw them struggle where uh, there was that first kid, uh, Lancaster game one, where they struggled to put the ball in play. But other than that, they've had no issue catching up to any of these pitchers. Fit three home runs already. Three home runs. Hit one all of last spring. One for Trainer, one for Carson Baker, one for Jack Cornwell. Uh, no home runs in that second game. It, it's tough because we, we we missed that second game. As much as I enjoy watching baseball, of course, you know we got to get back to the music at at uh, some point on Classic Hits 970. But uh, we'll have the first game of the doubleheader on Sunday. Is Sunday Father's Day or is that Saturday? It's Father's Sunday's Day weekend. always come on, Sunday's, man. It's yeah, always Sunday's. Sunday. Yeah, I knew Sunday was. Um, yeah, we don't get to see all the blue in for the MLB. That's a shame. Right. You know, the blue bats and everything, wristbands they always wear. It's pink for Mother's Day. Right. Belmont, Belmont coming up, though. Yeah, Belmont's you coming up. you got some sports this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the favorite right now for the Belmont Stakes is Tiz the Law, T-I-Z the Law. Uh, he seems to be the favorite uh, not only to win the Belmont, but win the Triple Crown. Uh, you know, there are a handful of series contenders at Saturday's Belmont Stakes, but Tiz the Law stands alone as a favorite, and rightly so. He's already proved himself against some tough fields, and is the pick... Win, uh, to win the opener of this year's Triple Crown Series over Tap It to Win and Sol Volante. Uh, so if you're a, a betting person and you want to bet on the, the horse racing, I guess you know, Tis the Law would be the betting favorite to then go on and win uh, the, the Triple Crown there. I don't know if you have the, the uh, stats there, the betting line uh, for the Belmont in front of you, Joey, but uh, it seems like the, uh, the Belmont stakes, Tis the Law, it is to lose. Yeah, that's what it's, I mean, there's always a horse every year, right, that they say this. if the, someone's going to win the Triple Crown, it's going to be this one. Um, yeah, no, I'm probably going to avoid betting it because I don't know anything about horse racing. But um, Stick to soccer, right? I can't say I'm an expert on soccer either, but I keep winning. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's all that matters. But, you know, uh, it's, it's just exciting to watch. I mean, everybody gets... I want to know when the last time is uh, that the races weren't in the order of Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont, if ever. I don't know. You'd have to date back way before right. our memories I mean, go. Is, yeah, before I was even a thought. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but 81 degrees, mostly sunny outside in southeast Ohio. We'll take another short break. On the other side, baseball still trying to come back, but now not only is money an issue, but now the coronavirus is popping back up again. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sportsman, presented by JK Contracting on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. 
In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. This is Alicia Brooks from Matthews Insurance. A lot of insurance companies want you to believe you are better off if you don't use a local agent. But that's simply not true. Customers who come to us after quoting online find they are very happy with our price, coverage, and service. When it comes to insurance, price is important, but so is having a dependable company and an agent who cares. Give us a call, 593-5573, or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly, reliable, local. Hey, you. Come see what Emily is cooking at Tavolino, home of the fresh, authentic, made-from-scratch Italian food. Stop it on your way to work for a double-shot latte or bring the family for lunch off a dinner in a spot that feels like you're back in your owner's kitchen. Emily also does cooking class for adults and the kids alike. So dish that pasta in a box and come learn a thing or two. Stop in at Davolino for not only a great meal, but an unforgettable experience. At 9 North Schaefer Street in Athens, Ohio, visit Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and the specials. Everyone wants to be number one, right? And if you can't be number one, at least in the top ten. Well, Ohio is consistently in the top ten, and no one is claiming bragging rights. Ohio ranks in the top ten states for train car accidents each and every year. If you drive in Ohio, please always be careful at every railroad crossing and report unsafe crossings at angelsontrack.org because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and this station. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1. Mills on the mic here. Mills on the mic. Yeah, that's what, that's what we got. It's a Friday. As Bob Bayette and Scott Daly would say, it's Friday. So we got to enjoy the weekend before the weekend uh, gets here. Of course, Father's Day weekend, so you got to... And hopefully enjoy it with friends, family, and fathers yeah. out there. We'll have some baseball on Father's Day. We will. Uh, Athens baseball against Parkersburg. Uh, that'll be a 1 o'clock game, I believe, unless they change it. Always subject to change. Yeah, we know. We, we, you know. We, even though we broadcast these games, we know just about as much as the people at home <laughs> when we walk into these games. Besides right. Athens, we have our Athens stuff covered. But it, it would be nice if we had like the actual lineup for the opposing team. Athens does a great job, you know, but the lineup uh, yesterday was kind yeah. of a little bit jumbled. Uh, the paper with the lineup written on there was light in pencil. You know, you write the there lineup are, and you get yeah. multiple. There copies. were some er- there were some errors. Yeah, some errors. But um, it, it's all right. It, it happens. You know, it, it happens. Uh, I'm sure it was a different lineup card that was given to Athens coaches and the umpires. Uh, but still, yeah. I would hope because otherwise, <laughs> yeah, someone would have been in trouble. I forget what the penalty is for not having a player written on the lineup. Well, I, mean, I feel like it's. I could tell you what the someone's Mets, out or something. It's bad. I mean, yeah, uh, with the Mets, you know, whatever the lineup was, it was on the lineup card. They batted out of order. I think in the first year of Mickey Calloway's, uh, of course, tenure. of course they did. They did, and they, they did. But still, uh, you know, one of the things with baseball going on right now, uh, Phillies had five players test positive for the coronavirus, and the Toronto Blue Jays has shut down their spring training complex in Florida after a player presented symptoms consistent with COVID-19. 
Earlier Friday, so earlier today, Philadelphia Phillies closed their site in Florida. Again, after five players and three staff members tested positive for the virus, Phillies camp in Clearwater is about five miles from Toronto's complex. Blue Jays said uh, personnel at their camp have undergone testing. The club said it was following protocols established by its medical team and Major League Baseball. Philadelphia and Toronto said their camps were indefinitely closed. Uh, so, I mean, what the- are these guys doing all of a sudden that they're all starting to catch it? Well, it's either that. I mean, the second wave, right? Once you open things back up again, you might have anticipated that there would be a second wave uh, and things that people would have to deal with as they you know, try to bring back sports and bring back businesses and, and bring people back uh, out to restaurants and such. But, uh, but you're an athlete, man. You got If you want to get back to playing, you can't just go out and start going out to bars and things like that. You got to... Other people, too. I mean, they got to enjoy you know, life just like anybody else. Uh, but on the other hand, you're getting paid millions of dollars to you know, play the sport. And uh, you got to be able to you know, keep yourself healthy, keep yourself quarantined, I guess to be able to do that um, but it's that just throws in another wrinkle and now I can see Major League Baseball at least the owners saying well listen we got to deal with the pandemic now there might be a second wave how could we guarantee this much pay when we can't even guarantee a season right now uh, so it, it hurts them in their negotiations it hurts them with trying to bring baseball back uh, as quick as they've been trying to bring all professional sports back I just don't understand how you don't hear I mean, you're hearing all these NFL guys, all these NBA guys, all these the teams that aren't even back to playing yet are getting viruses, but you have the UFC guys. You don't hear any stories about them getting it. Overseas, they're playing soccer. I haven't seen any stories about any of them coming down with the virus. I just don't understand what, what these other athletes are doing different from everybody else that isn't catching it. Well, I like the timing of this, right? Because we're trying to bring back baseball, and we're trying to get you know, sports back by, I think now the date is July 19th. Uh, but still, you know, nothing was heard about the, the coronavirus pandemic. Nothing was heard about testing. And that, that's one of the main holding points. That I guess the players wanted safety, and NHL players are trying to figure out safety, and NBA, every, everybody. Uh, but still, you know, with... Uh, with baseball, you didn't really hear anything about the virus. All right, you heard football players are getting the virus in Texas. You heard uh, at the beginning uh, what really started, and it's 100 days to this day that the NBA uh, canceled their game and uh, suspended their season. But you, know, you really didn't hear anything else about you know, the pandemic in regards to baseball until you know, the owners dispute, the players association dispute. Now it seems like people are either getting tested more and then results in the uh, the positive cases or maybe they were just hiding that somebody had coronavirus and, and leaked yeah. it now. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, we do obviously have more tests ready, so you would assume that that would also draw the cases to go up as well, because obviously if you couldn't get tested before and you had it, you wouldn't have known you couldn't go get tested, and you're asymptomatic, so you're not worried about it. Right, and it didn't say if they were symptoms. I mean, it did. they had uh, players uh, presented with symptoms consistent with COVID-19, uh, so I guess they were symptomatic and that would result in a new case, right? Because they'd have to be, you know, Do sometime asymptomatic recent. people, they still are in the cases too, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, asymptomatic people too, but you know, these guys have symptoms. You know, they, there's there's something present that you can see that they, they have caught something. They're, they're under the weather, and uh, they, they have those COVID symptoms. If, even if I can understand if somebody was asymptomatic and, you know, a, a test you know, comes in negative because you're asymptomatic, you know, how could you... If you're just doing like a forehead check, the temperature check, 
I can get how that might slip through the cracks. Uh, but as soon as you get any kind of inkling that you could be infected, it maybe it's you know, a two-week period, I believe is what they say, you know, the 14 days. Uh, how could you, you know, put anybody else, put the teammates in risk uh, when you're trying to bring back the season? I don't know. It's a tough situation. It is. I mean, but it's... Also, I mean, it's kind of been presented to me that world-class athletes really shouldn't be coming down with corona and having symptoms of it. That's just what it makes it seem like. They try to tell you if you're young and you have a great immune system. I mean, those guys work out for a living. They have to to play their to do their profession. It's just interesting to me how all of a sudden a bunch of these baseball, basketball, and hockey guys are all starting to get at. Especially know. after everybody was supposed to be quarantined for the past what two months. Right. So how come now? Like little, so a week into some of these places reopen. Not even everywhere is completely reopened, by the way. Right. I mean, Ohio, you still have restrictions here. Is now, there, I mean, now a lot of is everywhere following those restrictions. You know, that's neither here or there. But yep. Uh, and the other news in in the uh, NFL right now is the star LSU, former star LSU player and current uh, New York Jet player. Oh, not for long. Well, the, I I don't know how. Uh, Joe Douglas can let Jamal Adams walk. And I, I don't know why the Jets are not... You know, whatever Jamal Adams wants, I'd throw it at him. Because, A, the NFL hasn't really been infected by the pandemic because they've been in the off season, And, two, uh, they're, they're planning on a full season. And, and uh, you can't let a star player like Jamal Adams... He is the, the fixture in your defense. He's the safety. He's set, I think... Uh, uh, I don't know if he came close to a sack record or whatever it was for the Jets... Uh, but you can't let that level of talent walk Close after you track record. Him. It's a safety. Exactly. But he hit. He had a couple. He was trying to go for the sack record. I don't know if it was for a safety. He got injured at the end of last season. It's a, a, a Jet fan thing that I remember happening. Uh, that you know, he was closing in on uh, sacks. Yeah. Well, anyway, he wants out. It's not the first time it's been reported. You heard several times around the trade deadline last year that he might be one of the guys. Adam Scheffner actually sent out a tweet of the possible teams that he would not deny a trade to. And they were the Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Seahawks. So obviously, Jamal is trying to go to a situation where he can win now, and I think he probably believes that that is not the situation with the Jets. And of course, he's had several run-ins now, it seems, with the front office of if he wanted a trade or if he didn't. And this one seems pretty apparent but you look at this list of teams and you probably got to say he's trying to win a super bowl well i I don't know who wouldn't want to win a super bowl i mean if you're trying to get traded you want to go to a a good team and i think that is basic and you know baltimore is having a good team they're they're on the uprise yeah i I can't see that what i don't think the ravens are going to give up to get him i don't well I, i don't think that the ravens need him you know the Ravens. well you know i mean he makes you better i guess but they also already have a young emerging strong safety and well, Chuck Clark, so I don't really see who what you give up for Jamal Adams. I'd assume the Jets want at least one first round pick for him. Right. I don't right. think uh, I don't think Eric DaCosta would do that. Now Dallas, that's interesting. I mean the Chiefs same way. They have Matthew. I mean it's just kind of the same position, guys. I just don't see why Jamal Adams would play for a team that already has an emerging strong safety. Uh, he just wants to go to a winning team, and I get that. You know, I get that as a competitor. Uh, but uh, also the the uh, AL or not AL the uh, you know, the East right now is open, you know. Not Tom for Brady, the Jets. Well, Tom Brady left. 
You know, you don't know what Stidham's going to be. I mean, the Bills have, have built a, a decent team over the past couple of years now. They've made the postseason. I'd, I'd probably say they're, they'd be the favorite. Right. And then but the are, you gonna count out, are you going to count out the Patriots? No, you can never count they out the They won 11 games of Matt Castle once. Well, yeah, but you don't have Gronkowski. You don't have That was before Tom Gronkowski. Brady. Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean, yeah? You were disagreeing. <laughs> I don't know. You can't count out the Patriots. No, but I still no, think cannot. that that East is... I, I, would not, I would not right now say the Jets are better than the Patriots. No, I, I'd say that everybody... It, it, that's what I mean by it's open. You know, you don't know who the favorite is except for maybe the Bills. No, nah, the Bills have to be the favorite. They made the playoffs last year. They got everybody back. Added Stephon Diggs. They had a really, really, really good defense, by the way. Yeah. Now, if Josh Allen can throw the ball to Stephon Diggs, we'll see. But, I mean, he's, he's made us... He made us solid... A, an improvement from his first, second year. Now, in that playoff game, at times, he looked pretty inaccurate, and they went on to lose when they kind of had the game in hand, and they let Houston come back and win it. But, yeah, I think Buff- I think you got to say Buffalo's best team in that division, and uh, I think that's probably why Jamal Adams wants to get out, because he probably thinks that they're not really going to compete right now, and I think uh, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, and it's disappointing, you know, because as a, as a Jet fan, you know, I want to see them have the best quality player available, and I think that they should extend Jamal Adams. But, of course, you know, when, if Adams doesn't want to play there, you can't really force somebody to play. Uh, you saw that with uh, Le'Veon Bell a couple years ago. You saw that with uh, Antonio Brown. If the players don't want to play for that team, they will sit out, and they set that precedent there where they really can sit out. And Le'Veon Bell got paid by the Jets. Antonio Brown got a shot uh, with uh, the, the Raiders, and then he got another shot with the Patriots. Yeah, you saw. You remember how excited he was to leave the Raiders to go to the Patriots, and then of course everything followed after that, and he got you know, dropped by the Patriots and uh, couldn't really you know, get back uh, into the NFL. I think he's trying to still make his way through, uh, but there is that sitting out route that you know, maybe Jamal Adams goes to. I don't know. I don't think I don't see Jamal Adams not playing if he gets traded, but. Uh... Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Whoever, hey, whoever gets him, if he does get traded, is going to get one heck of a safety in there right away. So, I hope he stays. I hope he stays with the Jets and they're able to to make make ends meet there. Anyway, thanks for joining us on the Sports Fan. The Reds will be up next at seven o'clock this weekend. Athens baseball returns to the airwaves at nine seventy as Athens takes on Parkersburg one p.m. For Joey Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. Enjoy Father's Day weekend. We'll see you on Sunday.